Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your NASCAR betting and DFS home. That is Brian Twining, the king of the sweet, sweet NASCAR hats, rocking the the very, very on-brand 17 of the Christopher Busher and Team RFK. Uh, I am your host, Kyle Robert. Follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. Brian Twining, Brian Twining. Everyone's talking about it. No one. Everyone's mad. Everyone's got their theories. Everyone's got their reasons. And I, I guess I just got to ask you: Are you going to see Barbie? Or are you going to see Oppenheimer first? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the direction I thought. But I can I can answer this and the other question you're going to inevitably ask. First off, I probably won't be going to see either of those. I. I'm such an old fart. I are you, are you striking with the writers and the screen? Oh, absolutely not. Hell no. I um I just don't go to the movies very often. Like yeah. Oppenheimer, I I do want to see that, but I don't know. I think it, I think it's I think it's worthwhile to see in the theaters. I'm gonna try and make an effort to see it. But yeah, I'm with you. I I I much prefer watching movies at home on the couch. But every once in a while, like a Marvel or a Star Wars, I'll. I'll I'll finagle away to go see it. Yeah. Uh, no, the real question is: uh, Are you are you team Denny Denny Hamlin or are you team Kyle Larson? All right, just in the spirit of competition, I I'm team Denny Hamlin just because I think at that stage of the race, uh, you're doing anything possible to win a race. I don't, you know, for people to say, "Oh, you should have raced them cleaner." I, I like, have you ever done anything competitive in your life, like? If, if it's not written in the rule books where you where you're allowed to you know door somebody or push them up the track then why the hell not do it to secure a victory I don't I'm I'm totally fine with that now for the after like effects and the post race of Denny Hamlin not taking any blame whatsoever that's the part that I do have an issue with like if he would have just come out and said yeah I, I got into him. I pushed him up the track. He hit the wall. Like it, we were racing for the win. What do you want me to do there? I would much rather hear that than for him to just come out and try to completely deny it and put on a bold faced lie in front of the world. I'm so over Denny Hamlin. I'm so <laughs> over the Denny Hamlin experience. I never had a rival like you do with Joey Logano with Brad Keselowski. And now oh it's my God, number 11. This is for you. Um, a lot of big 11 fans. I just, I can't, I can't with Denny. Denny is the king of whining and complaining and oh, poor me. Whenever Ross moves him up the track, but when he's in the position to do it, you know what he's doing? Pushing people out of the way, spinning them out, bumping them. He does not care. He will do whatever he has to do to win the race. And if he did all he had to do to win the race and, you know, when it happens to him, he completely understands it and says the same thing only from the other perspective, then I would have no qualms with Denny Hamlin. But the fact that he is the first person on the mic complaining about Chastain, complaining about Larson, complaining about being pushed and moved and blah, 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 blah. It, it just, I can't with this guy. Like he is... He pretends to be one thing when he loses and he's so sad and everything's against him. And then when he wins, he's the greatest. And oh my God, I'm just racing. I, you know, whatever. I just, I can't, 
I can't with him. Yeah, I think too. Um, like, look, I, I'm not really a Denny fan, but I've never like disliked him. I do. I love what he's doing for the sport. Just yeah, you know, for bringing sure. more, just bringing more attention to it. There's just a lot more entertainment value with a lot of the stuff he's doing. Um, and you know, I actually appreciate that type of racing. Maybe not wrecking somebody, but like if it takes some contact to win a race, I I think like when you look old school type of stuff, just I'm an old fart. Like any any sport in general, like you're gonna bend the rules a little bit to sure. win win a race, win a game, blah blah blah. But it's the stuff like you said that he comes out and he he makes it seem like he's always the victim, or even the comment that he made, like, "Oh, you mean the same thing Kyle Larson did to Bubba?" Like, what does that have to do with this racing instance? Just because Larson does it to somebody does not mean that you can then go out and do the same bad tactic in racing yeah. form you know it just it's and if this was good. ross chastain or god forbid uh this was bubba wallace oh the, god, the yeah. verbiage would be completely different but because it's denny and people like him and he seems like a nice guy and all this that and the above like i just i, I will say he he has seemingly taken over the mantle from kyle bush as oh, yeah. the sports bad guy and I feel like he's he he almost enjoys it in a way. And of course, like we were both on Kyle Larson. We had Kyle Larson tickets. We had Kyle Larson in DraftKings. Yep. You know, if if you want to, you know, spin the narrative, like we're, we're very transparent about where we're at. But we, and and you know, at some point, those things all factor in. Like you can't just not factor in anything, but. Yeah, of course. I my my point with with Hamlin is more about the way he handles it when he's on the other end of it. And if he didn't exactly. complain about it, I wouldn't care. But because he's, you know, one way when he's when he's being pushed, but when he gets an opportunity to push, knock somebody out of the way. And I feel like this is the second time with Larson um, this season, so it's been it's been a frustrating ride for sure. Uh, it also didn't help that the week over on DraftKings and at the betting window did not go swimmingly. <laughs> so it was just, you know, overall not so not so great. But we are here to do what we always do. We will review even when there's carnage, even though it's a shit card, uh, even when we lose money. Because we are here to be transparent. We are here That's to right. give you our thoughts when we have winning weeks. And we're excited because we had a Marty party all day. Uh, we are here to celebrate, but when we uh, are on the wrong side of it and we pick losers, uh, we we sit here, we take our medicine, and uh, deal it out. So a uh, few lineups I built. We built a couple on stream. I think I built some combinations um, as I was sitting on the couch Sunday morning just looking for something to do. I feel like we did some good things on DraftKings. I feel like we found some opportunities to uh save a little uh ownership i think chris uh, chris bell was a nice play he was competitive at a lot of points just ended up kind of being where he started and at the end of the day um that does but of course he finishes sixth though as we'll right. see on the betting card yeah uh, yeah on. no no more spot Please. Yeah, no, he can't. He, no, and I, I, I have had a dollar for every time I had that happen to me. I have at least <laughs> a handful of dollars. Um, Gillen ended up working out top fifteen day. McDowell went backwards just a little too much. Um, Keslowski, similar idea, but it was a weird race. It was not fun. Uh, Byron ooh, was was Byron good on Sunday? Like I can't tell. Like. 
he he's I think really he was a guy really good except for his team made some interesting like pit decisions yeah and that's that definitely doesn't help but there is a like clearly a run of form for him at this track that he just does not get in the top 10 which is yeah. even when he's having an amazing season and all the other you know tracks and i guess that's why the tricky triangle is kind of its own thing and you can't really you know try and build in other stuff from other places because it just doesn't it doesn't match up yeah. uh similar over here a lot of the same stuff chastain was not he was bad all weekend um really really frustrating to get there and and not get the paid off Bowman was having a good day. He should have had it been a top 10 car. The fact that he finished uh, 24th was really, really frustrating. He was having a really good day. Mm -hmm. Almarola got up to the top 12, so that was pretty good. But he kind of felt like an average car. Eric Jones, uh, bet of the century of the week of that top 10. We'll look, jump over there and look at that here in a second. But right. um, that, was, that was a great call and um, something that we'll have to uh, – have to remember as we cruise along and then i did a little larson larson should have finished at least top three the fact that he finished 20th is i, I don't even know um and then yeah just kind of overall not so good and then we'll hop over to that betting card chastain was dead on arrival never had a chance <laughs> bell was interesting i, I still think bell legitimately had a shot to win quite honestly i he had like you know, top seven to eight speed, yeah. but I, I didn't see him competing for the victory once they got rolling and all that. Like, he just wasn't as quick as the top guys. Yeah, and, like, I was really tempted to go back to him after after his, like, kind of um, qualifying result, but I never really did, and I'm kind of glad because he, yeah. like, your point, like, he was clearly, like, a second or third tier car. Like, he was yeah. never going to contend for the win. Um he should have got you a top five though. That would have been that would have been yeah. really nice. Uh, Daniel Suarez did not have the speed. I thought the top ten was going to look real nice. Uh, the Alex Bowman top ten should look good. Joey Logano was running pretty okay, and I think would have been much more of a factor if he didn't get wrecked out. Um, and then I think Logano over Harvick, obviously Suarez. I do got to say, I I was cheering extremely loudly when. Logano got involved in that wreck. I wouldn't know, expect right? anything less from you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. it's, I, I, I appreciate your passion um, and understand where it comes from for sure. The Eric Jones uh, top 10 I did mention, plus 425. That was really nice. Um, yeah, I wish I got a little heavier on that because that would have been nice. Chris Bell top Toyota. We were both heavy on Chris Bell and didn't work, uh, and Logano top four. Never got a chance to see how his day would go. Uh, you did have a better day than I did, obviously. Some of your outrights and your Bell top five not cashing is borderline absurd. But Bell over Chastain hit. Bell over Elliott hit. Uh, Bubba top – no, wait. Larson over – Bubba Bullshit. top ten was close. Yeah, I think he was right there. Eric Jones obviously top ten and then Busher over Bowman. You hit both your best bets. That's really nice to see. Um, so I'm kind of lucked out on the Busher over Bowman because Bo Bowman was legitimately running top five for yeah. the last part of the race. And he probably should have finished there had he not been, you know, spun out. So at the end of the day, though, Brian, these are cars with tires and people fixing them and making changes as they drive along. And it's a lot of the time you're going to end up on the wrong side of that. So just 
when you get on the right side of it, appreciate it, cash your ticket and move along. Uh, but to your point, you know, you do want to pay attention because like you, you want your process to be strong and you want to put yourself in position to, to make some money and win some bets. So um, very average run of for for me, a little bit better at times, a little bit worse at times, but since Goodyear, basically I'm right at even Brian's been uh, doing pretty good down the stretch. With that being said, Brian, let's go to Richmond, where the betting board is tight. Uh, the elite names are priced up accordingly. Obviously, you know we can cat we can look at some Richmond stuff. We had a Richmond race earlier this year. We had two last year. Uh, we can also look at a little New Hampshire. We can look at a little Phoenix uh, to get some ideas of where we want to go, who we want to target. And at the top of the board, it's it's a party from Marty and the boys over on the uh, uh, bet, NASCAR betting preview show on Twitter Spaces were talking about it. Chris Wormy was talking about it. Martin Truex might just go out and dominate this race and uh, you know run it from start to finish. If you want a piece of it, I wouldn't fault anybody who got to him at plus 450. You know, there's a chance that this number moves if he comes out and pulls it. Uh, we'll see. We also have Denny right there. We have Kyle Larson right there. Uh, we have Chris Bell right there. Uh, Kevin Harvick is, you know, kind of fit last guy at seven to one or shorter. Um, big race home for JGR. Obviously, uh, Hendrick has been really solid here, too. And the, the betting board reflects that. So I guess what's your initial thoughts here in um, are you interested in making any outright bets at this point? Yeah, I personally, I cannot get down on anybody for four and a half to one pre-qualifying at all this year. I just don't see the value in that knowing how chaotic the majority of the races have been this season. And something I think uh, Worm hit on during the NASCAR betting preview show was not only what if Martin Truex doesn't have a great qualifying run, but what if early in the race, for instance, we get a, a weird, weirdly placed caution after like a pit cycle and Truex has to restart that that caution break in 15th or say yeah. 20th. Like you could probably get him at a, at a, you know, seven to one, six to one at that stage, even yeah. if he had already shown that he's, you know, the fastest car. So, I mean, like to me, there's no value in going to the top of the board, especially when you have a guy like Denny Hamlin coming off of a race win who has also been equally incredible at Richmond. Kyle yep. Larson, who's great everywhere, for all intents and purposes, probably should have won last week. Christopher Bell, who's shown plenty of pre-practice or pre-qualifying speed, you know, everywhere this year. And then even further down the board, like there are so many more values pre-qual this week that I see that I cannot get any action on that, on that number being yeah. that short. I'm interested to see if you can convince me because at this point, I don't think I'm going to bet any outrights, at least at this point. <laughs> um, I could see myself getting action for sure uh, when we talk Saturday. And obviously, I want some true X exposure, but I it's probably going to be on the live line. If I see he's really fast, even if it's three and a half to one, I might just suck it up at that point. But I'm hoping I can get a pit cycle. Something happens. He's all of a sudden yeah. back to 18th and... Um, I can dive in. I did rewatch uh, the race from this year and one of the races from last year. The guys that were constantly there, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, like they were right in the conversation, 
each and every time. And I think they're priced accordingly. Uh, let's keep it rolling. Let's talk about some of the old guys as and we can mix in a William Byron as well. Uh, Harvick seven, seven and a half. You can get him as long as nine. Kyle Bush, you can get as long as 11. Uh, Byron was opening at what double digits and is now sitting at eight, eight and a half. Um, and then you get into Joey Logano at 13 or 14. Um, do you have a bet from this range? Well, I, I tweeted it out earlier today. Uh, I got the number earlier today, bet rivers 10 to one, but for show purposes, I'm going to take the number that's currently sitting over at bet MGM at nine to one. And that's going to be William Byron. It look, we we've talked about this at nauseum over the past couple of weeks and post all-star break, all this crap. And he's already won another race since then. This guy is the fastest car on track almost every single week. Yep. And when you look at pre-practice, pre-qualifying value, you want to get somebody who's probably going to put it near the front. They're going to have the speed for race day as well. And William Byron is that guy. Like He's starting every race inside the top five, it seems like. And as a matter of fact, in 12 of the 13 traditional ovals this year, he's started eighth or better. So, I mean, like he's starting in the front first four rows. You're getting him at longer odds than guys who have combined the same amount of wins that he does basically on the season. And he's driving for quite possibly the best garage in the sport. Like I, I don't understand why we continue to get this value on Byron pre qualifying when, if he goes out and puts this on the front row or the front two rows, like he's going to be in that seven or six to one range. Yeah. Or even five to one. Um, yeah. Remind me when we switch over to Caesars to, uh, look at his odds to get the pole because you're right. He's been absolutely incredible. It's ridiculous. Um, I think he can absolutely land on pole. And to your point about kind of his odds not really reflecting how amazing he's been all year long, if his name was Chase Elliott or Joey Logano or Kyle Bush exactly. or something else, he'd be priced right next to Hamlin. Okay, to that point, this goes back to something else I've talked about a couple of times already this season. If his name was Kevin Harvick, He'd probably be two and a half, three to one right now for this for this weekend. The fact that Harvick is seven or seven and a half to one, yes, at a track that he has tremendous history at, but he has not shown up with race winning speed in in I would say maybe one or two races this year, yeah. and he just hasn't been able to put it together. Like yeah. he's a fifth through eighth place car, at, you know, almost every single week in my opinion. He is not somebody that I'm betting seven to one pre flop ever. Yeah. He's been really, really strong, but yeah, he's been a five to ten car. He's not been a one to five car. Yeah, it's um, just crazy. I, it's it's yeah. name value. Hundred percent. And clearly, people are betting him, but I, I just I can't. Uh, the next range is interesting. Obviously, Chase Elliott, uh, average ass Chase average Elliott, ass. Uh, needs to get his name in the playoffs, so he needs a win. Yep. 15, 16 to one. Ross Chastain was another name. That was constantly in the mix. It was actually interesting. I was watching, I want to say the 2022 race where he got, uh, where, where Ryan Blaney moved him up the track and then he came around and got on his bumper and Blaney kind of wiggled and walked out of the way and, and Chastain went by him. I'm interested in Chastain. So I probably won't bet him and he'll probably qualify well. And then I'll be what? mad that I didn't get the best of the number. I was just going to say you did this a couple weeks ago. Yeah, this is feels, it feels very much like Nashville, but after last week where I got burned, I'm, 
And he small was, units. He small was twelve. Units. Okay, you're right. No, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna pull a Brian. I'm not gonna not do this. I'm not gonna go with zero outright exposure. I'm gonna take the sixteen to one that is currently in market for a quarter of a unit. If he performs well, and I can get more down because I I get a good number, then I will take it. But at this point, I will take a little piece and either hate myself for not betting more or not betting it or betting it at all. But he's been really fast here. He's had a lot of success. He's got his nose near the front. I don't really know what's going on. And I have a little bit of a fear that he doesn't qualify super well. And all of a sudden he's 18 or 20. Um, but I want to see him practice. Well, if we can get a good practice, which, don't want to knock, you know, knock on wood somewhere, but there is weather potential oh, in the area because, of course, we can't go multiple weeks with NASCAR just ditching um, the weather and talking to a friend on Twitter about he wished the NASCAR would come near L.A. because it'll bring the rainstorms and kind of get some <laughs> water down to Southern California. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab a little Ross Chastain exposure. I'm also tempted, I, I mentioned him when I was talking about the race from last year, to grab a little Ryan Blaney. He's 20, he's 22. Do my we... favorite, my favorite value outright as we sit right now. Basically, for the, the boards. Uh, look, I don't even care about manufacturer. I, I'm look. I'm. I, I tried this last week and I've actually done this the last couple of weeks. I'm just trying to look at recent form and also, you know, weigh obviously what they've done at this particular track or this particular track type and much to the, in the same breath as William Byron, like Ryan Blaney has shown up with a lot of speed at a bunch of places this year. And in terms of overall speed, he's clearly maybe one a or one B in the Ford camp. He's one a for Penske right now. And if you take away his engine issues, or his pit crew issues, which I just had a crazy thing of deja vu as, and it's probably not deja vu. You probably go back to our videos. I probably said this already before, but if you get, eliminate those problems, like he's a top five contender, you know, routinely here. And Brian, when, at, when, uh, when, when Ryan Blaney's and is having pit issues, uh, in stage three, this will be a, a good representation <laughs> of what he looks like. No, that, not again. Uh, yeah. That, that will be a pretty good representation of my face. But I mean, does. 22 to one yeah, on a guy yeah. who has been one of the best qualifiers this year. Um, he's actually been extremely fast at the most recent shorter flat tracks. Yeah, he wasn't great at Richmond earlier in the spring, but completely different weather than what we're going to see this weekend, which played into a lot of what I was talking about um, last week and how the weather was different to a lot of tracks we saw earlier in the year with similar track type. So obviously it's going to change. And, you know, at all the shorter flat tracks this year from our guy, Ryan over at I fantasy race outside of Richmond, Blaney has the sixth, second and third best total speed rankings at the, at three of the four of these types of tracks. So, I mean, 22 to one on a guy who has plenty of speed, has put it inside the top 10 on numerous occasions already this year in qualifying. This number will drop, and it yep. will drop a lot if he's starting anywhere near the front couple of rows. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I grabbed some exposure. Quarter of a unit, 22 to 1. Welcome to now, the garden. 
what's interesting about him is it, he's kind of like an all or nothing guy in my opinion this week i Which have i actually prefer when i'm betting outrights i want a guy that i feel like has a very live chance to win even if it means he'll end up finishing last exactly, i don't yeah. i don't want a kevin harvick that's going to be running seventh all day and, and give me a false sense of hope that maybe if things go right and they pit pit adjustments and um they can kind of time things right obviously there is a lot of um you know thought that goes into this track can you pit early and try and make up time can you pit yeah. late and try and be quick uh, and make that up before the end of the race there is some of that in there so i see why people would be interested in potentially going after harvick um but yeah in, in terms of outrights week to week i'm i want the lottery ticket of the guy that can actually uh, hit the hit the peak ceiling even if it means that he has a lower floor yeah and too when you talk about ryan blaney in that just in in that mold like he's a guy where if he's good he's running near the front if he's not good or he's mediocre he's like in the teens he is yep. not like a seventh or eighth type type car you know yep and we know pretty quickly too like he'll he'll oh, move yeah. forward or he'll be not so good yeah my uh, beyond those names it starts to get a little gross we got brad k we got tyler reddick we got ty gibbs the aforementioned alex bowman who i can see myself getting to but not here anyone else that are you like taking any more of a lottery ticket shot anybody that you're like the odds are long i mean chris busher wasn't he like 80 or 100 or, <laughs> or was that something else i was reading i could have sworn i was reading something no about. yeah and then uh i think it was it was rory over at the uh NASCAR betting preview show said you can get him at 66 to one somewhere like a guy like that. I don't mind throwing a little bit down. I mean, obviously I'm rocking the Chris Busher hat. I'm always a Chris Busher fan. Um, yeah. In terms of winning this race though, like I, I just have a hard time thinking that anybody other than the top tier guys are going to wind up taking home the victory at Richmond. And I'm not going to take exposure here, but you better believe there'll be some chase mother effing briscoe exposure on the card because my Look, god is that are are we doing this again like, oh yeah are, we're doing it again we're getting back on the briscoe train huh we're, for, the, we're on, for the end of we're the on season shorter flatter here comes briscoe i know he sucks i and he probably even shouldn't have top 10 when he did but sometimes you got to be there just just to feel the feels and ride the waves <laughs> uh speaking of that let's go to the top 10 market and let's see if we can find some numbers so uh we have caesars we have bet rivers of course DraftKings and fanduel aren't loaded in here why would they have odds of course it, not. it is only wednesday evening let's uh 10 o'clock eastern um that would that would make sense i don't i don't know what they're doing so we'll shop it a little bit uh shouts to barstool for just completely tanking all of their barstool i know um yeah, it's just been a mess over there. So we'll we'll see what we can find exposure to. A lot of these are real gross. Um, Ross Chastain is minus one twenty to top ten, but nope. he's he's in that Ryan Blaney camp exactly. for me, where he's either gonna win or he's gonna be awful. Not a lot of in between. Ryan Blaney plus a hundred though. Don't hate that. Yeah, the the thing though about Blaney at that plus a hundred, just like we talked about, um, normally I, I'd be all in on that when you get even money on a guy of his caliber to top ten. But 
we talked about is all or nothing type driving with, you know, having pit road issues and all that crap or engine losing a cylinder like last week. And then when you look at his history at Richmond, he's normally either like up front or right around that 10th mark. So a driver of his caliber, when he's not listed at like minus 140 to open the week, it, it, it's, it's a little telling of what the book thinks in terms yeah. of his chances of actually finishing in the top 10. And I, Come again, on it goes down, through. Brian, come bet this, you know, you want to exactly. That's what fin- they're doing. And then he finishes 11th. Oh, uh, yeah. I am adding Alex Bowman at plus one forty five. Oh you're doing it again. Um, I, I know he hasn't been as strong, but at Richmond, he started on the pole. He finished eighth. Uh, and that was this year. He's been pretty dang good at this track. He's been pretty dang good at shorter, flatter. Um, and I'm getting almost plus 150 to take that. So I will grab a piece at that. Yeah, you know, I I don't mind that. And something I've started to consider over the last, like, two weeks is, are we right now in some weird twilight zone where Chase Elliott is actually the worst driver or the worst car out of that Hendrick garage? No, no. I, I, I was, I was with you when I thought Bowman was trending in the right direction, but Bowman's pretty clearly the fourth option. And maybe the Bowman and Elliot are in similar rides, and they're just kind of pushing it along, and Elliot's just a little bit better. But yeah, and I almost feel like we talked about this early in the year when Elliot and Bowman were both getting hurt. It's almost as if Hendrick has allocated like 60% of their resources split between the Larson and the Byron cars. And then Elliot and Byron are sharing only 40% of their. It honestly feels like, and I know this might trigger some, some NASCAR fans. So, so calm down NASCAR fans. (laughs) It feels very much like F1 where Byron and Larson are in the Red Bull and, uh, and, and the other two guys are in the Alpha Tari. Like they're this technically the same company, but it doesn't but, feel like they're in the same yeah. car. It doesn't feel like they're, they're doing the same thing. Um, and even with Larson back and trying, I mean, uh, with Elliot back and trying to do his thing, I think it is like it's clear that he's just that car is not as good. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a pretty good call for sure because mm-hmm. you know you've kind of seen it trend that way. But I mean, the fact that Byron has as many wins as he does, and he's literally up front every single week. Uh, it, it, it's clear that Dude, him and Larson have separated. machine so. for so long. Top 10, top 10, top 10. Stack them up. Um, exactly. Yep. I'm also, uh, I mentioned I was going to do this. I'm going to go Chase Briscoe, top 10 at 2-1. to one. That is... If you do, it's it's kind of like betting under in Big Ten morning <laughs> games. It's the bet to make. You're gonna be sweaty by the time noon rolls around, but my God, is that ticket gonna cash? And you're gonna love every second of it. So, if That's you want to sweat so it, you want to have the feels, jump on board. Uh, if it's gonna be too too anxiety inducing for you, I totally get it. But two to one, Chase Briscoe, top ten. Let's ride. Chase. You know, I, I don't hate that, but so, okay. So I'm glad that you're, you're circling Chris Busher here. Look, I love Chris Busher this week and I do think he has a legit chance to top 10, but however, however, 
when you look at his qualifying efforts or where he started at Richmond, only twice has he ever started inside the top 10 here. Every other one has been 18th or like 19th or 22nd. Only once was he within that range. It was a 12th way back in early 2021. And then when you look at what he's done this year at the shorter flat tracks in terms of starting positions, 21st at Phoenix. Yes, 7th at Richmond, but that was without qualifying. Yep. And then you got Gateway, 27th. And then Loudon, 26th. Like, I I don't think he's going to have great speed unloading here. So I think this number is definitely going to float it probably above that 3-1 to one number. And, it, like, when it gets to that point, I'll definitely hit that because I do think racecraft will play a factor here. And RFK has been good on Sundays, even if they've looked like absolute shit in practice and qualifying. They definitely bring better cars on race day. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some opportunities for Chris Buescher, for Brad Keselowski, uh, potentially Ross Chastain, a few names like that that might not qualify quite as well. And then you go back to them, top 10, top five, head-to-heads, that kind of stuff, and get some exposure. If you think the you know if you're if you're thinking your driver can legitimately crack a top five potentially put it on pole then grabbing some exposure now is definitely the move because if they put it on pole or anywhere near those numbers will move especially in you know placement markets exactly um, but if you have concerns or you're thinking ah they'll be kind of mid pack um, patience might be your 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 virtue for sure um. There is a few little things I wanted to mention. Um, I thought Dinger isn't racing here. So, no. So, the situation with Dinger is he's choosing to race the Xfinity race Uh, at uh, Road America, I believe, uh and therefore punting practice and qualifying for Richmond. So, they have somebody else practicing and qualifying for him. But I'm pretty sure when you make a driver change, you actually lose that position. So he's he's essentially starting from the back of the pack regardless of what they do. It's very interesting. Um, I don't know and if he's only were... 17 points out of a playoff spot right now. Right, too. and I don't know if you were listening to the show when they were talking about that, but if, you, if you've seen the, the meme of the kid in the wind, that was, that was me listening when they mentioned – Hey, maybe Colleg is going away. Cause we all were like, what the and scratching our heads when Justin About Haley Justin Haley. Good point. Decided to leave for Rick Ware. Maybe there's stuff happening. You know, we've seen this happen even as early, even as late as early as recently as last year with some of the driver moves where these guys know stuff that's happening. We don't oh, know for it. Sure. But they're making plans accordingly. And so if there's a bunch of weird stuff happening that we're like, what's going on? Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, or maybe colleagues just going to be like, you know, what? we're just going to be an Xfinity car. We're not going to focus on cup cars um, and just try I definitely and dominate. I can see that. I mean, because in terms of like revenue stream, Colleg is much better off if they're winning races in Xfinity as opposed to running, you know, high teens, low twenties in the Cup Series. You know, yeah. I, obviously there's more money to be made in NASCAR, but they got to hit a win, and it's oh. so hard to win at the top level. 
Speaking of Justin Haley, anything back here that you like in terms of top tens? Anybody that you think could sneak up and make some noise? No, but I know for a fact people are going to hit friggin' Ryan Newman for some damn reason. I don't really, <laughs> I don't understand I it. it. Just to bet like it was 2008 all over. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but you know people are going to do it. Oh, for sure. Uh, all right, should we flip over to Caesars and look at their matchups, or do we want to look at matchups here but first? Uh, yeah, we can do that, but I will, I will add again, like Bubba Wallace, I may add it just based on the number, but plus 250 on a top 10 at Caesars, regardless of track type this year is definitely something that piques my interest based on just the speed that 2311 has had. And, you know, obviously that comes with a lot of risk. (laughs) We don't even have to get it. 27 to one. For both Ryan Newman and Kevin Harvick to win. Ryan Newman over on SRX and Kevin Harvick over on the race. I don't hate that. I wouldn't bet that at 50 to 1. Okay. Have you seen those those SRX races? Like I have. They're really guys fun. Are like bumper cars, man. Yeah, it's really fun. All right. So we have William Byron versus Kyle Busch. We have Austin Dillon versus Ryan Priest. Blaney versus Keselowski. Busher versus Suarez. Ooh, I do like that a lot. Um, Jones versus Dinger. Do we think there's a potential that Dinger is undervalued this week because of the Xfinity stuff? Or maybe that we should be fading him because he is an Xfinity? Like, is there is there any value either way with that? So I think there's a chance that that actually gets a little bit longer. Um especially if Jones qualifies, you know, in the, in the mid teens, as opposed to like outside the top 20. Yeah. If Jones can get to like 17, all of a sudden Dinger starting 32nd. Exactly. And that's probably plus plus one thirty, maybe just because he's starting last. I, yeah, that that's definitely a weight. No, I think that's a good call. Uh, I kind of like Almarola over Bubba. Oh, here we go. Do you see it? You see the bottom one? Kyle Larson over Martin Truex. Look, we did this earlier in the year. Martin Truex Jr. over Christopher Bell. Uh-huh. When you have guys that are of equal talent, and yes, Martin Truex could unload extremely fast and run away with the race like we've seen on numerous occasions, but if there's anybody who could equal him in terms of racecraft or in potential at a track like this, it's got to be Larson, in my opinion. You're getting We're also talking about vehicles that have blown tires, that have brake issues, that have stuff that even if the driver is driving absolutely perfect, can have a bad day. And getting plus money on a guy that we actually like to potentially win the race um, and is priced accordingly, I think I'm with you. I'm joining you on that one. Yeah, it, it, again, it, it's, it's, a, it's a number bet for sure. Speaking of number bets, I'm getting average ass Chase Elliott <laughs> versus Ross Chastain. I know I mentioned that um, that Chastain's like kind of a, a range of outcomes is much wider, but I'm getting plus 100 to do it. I like him to potentially win the race. Uh, I'm going to take that. I may regret it, but I I'm I'm here for it. So plus a hundred, welcome to the betting card. You've been fading 
uh, Elliot for a couple weeks now, and it's it's worked for the yeah. Most part. I wish I had faded him more and made more money off of it. Yeah, that's, um, that's but true. but yes, I uh, I have been on the fade chase. Oh well, it sort of works, but like though there was a few weeks where I was fading him, and he was he was a mid pack driver all day, and then the caution came out, he stayed out, pulls a top five, and I end up with egg in my face. So it's really fun. Uh, yeah. Fastest qualifier, Martin Truex plus two fifty, Kyle Larson. Where's Oh baby, William Byron six to one. Welcome to the betting card. That's just so short for qualifying, though. But look, he's like what, like six or seventh down. Yeah, yeah. Again, I I don't understand the numbers. I mean, it's all relative, right? It's um, opportunity. The other one I want. Chastain is tempting at fifteen. No way. He's, uh, he has one pole in his life. The name that I'm going to add is Alex Bowman. Oh, 30. I thought for sure you were going to add Briscoe at 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that big of a stooge. Oh man! If I, I could bet like sure. top five, sure, but not not out, not not on hit the pole. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alex Bowman on the pole, 30 to one. I will take a piece of that for sure. Like he's he's put it on the pole before. Like he's so much better than the guys in the thirty to one range. Yeah. All right, I've I found a couple more matchups by the way, at, uh, or I found one at DK that I'm two at DK actually. I'm 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 hitting on right now. All right, let's go over and check it out. I mean, the first one will be obvious. Um, Bubba over Ty Gibbs. No, no. Blaney over Logano at plus money. <laughs> You're giving me plus money? Are you kidding? Yeah, no, that's. I'll take that every day. That's that's the money right there. Um, I don't. I like Bowman, but I think like minus one twenty five for Bowman feels a little that's pricey. A yeah. I think I'll wait because even if he does qualify better and it's minus one thirty, I'd much rather get in at that point. Uh, Byron minus one ten versus Kevin Harvick, smash play. Yeah, I'm with you. God damn that, it, Brian. <laughs> and that one is simply based off uh, qualifying potential. Here, look, Kevin Harvick is amazing at these types of tracks. He was amazing at Phoenix. He was good. He's just good overall. He's a great driver. But when you just look at the way that these guys have unloaded every single week. It's William Byron times a million better than Kevin Harvick, in my opinion. And if you're telling me that I'm going to get a better number on the guy who leads the Cup Series and wins versus a guy who has, what does he have? And he leads the Cup Series in top fives. He leads the Cup Series in like like, so much. It makes no sense. I don't care about historical numbers like back in the math isn't mathing, Brian. Yeah, whatever. I. Give Do you think Beaton there's value on Christopher Bell plus 105 against Truex? Or is Bell a little bit of a tear down that he's not on that Larson level and even at plus money isn't really? So the only thing I worry about Bell in, in a matchup of that nature is that they're probably pretty equal in terms yeah. of like their cars, but I, I, the edge is clearly on Truex's side in terms of not making mistakes, not like 
wrecking. And if he's up front, like Truex is running away with it. Whereas also, how wild is it that Larson is plus one fifteen against Truex and Bell's only plus one hundred five? That says Bell would be a favorite over Larson, and that does not. Yeah, sense. yeah. That I feel so much better about that bet. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um. Yeah, I think this is priced correctly. Do you have any interest in Ford plus two fifty? No, because I really, honestly, it, when you look at it, the Ford, Ford's best like potential finishers or the best drivers in the camp. Blaney is 22 to one Logano 16. And then Harvick is plus seven fifty. I don't. It, yeah. I'd rather instead of putting a hundred on plus two fifty, split that up over three guys and, and take my shots. Shit. You could, you could split that up over, over four guys. You take, you take all three of the aforementioned Ford guys and you throw a tiny little wager on a Briscoe, a busher, uh, like a scrub. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to look at before my card gets ridiculously long, even though I said I wasn't going to bet very much? Uh, let me see here. Let's look let's at, look at top manufacturers. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Uh, and oh, as always, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up. Make sure you are also dropping your favorite bets down in the comments. Uh, we had some smarter people than Brian and I last week who were on Hamlin who cashed the winners. Good for y'all. Uh, Paul, I will be having a beer after this after this podcast because <laughs> my card was trash, but that's okay. Get back on the wagon this week. Uh, let's see. Ford, Harvick, Logano, Blaney, Keselowski. Like, any interest in, like, a Busher or a Briscoe or – someone else at long odds to be the top forward i don't know i like i like a couple of them as potential top 10 finishers but yeah. the numbers just aren't good enough to hit and then it would take something weird to happen for them to be top forward finisher over a harvick a blaney or a logano I, I think i think i would rather bet briscoe at 20 to 1 to be top four than to bet him to win the race because I could see him being like a near top five car. Yeah. Like we like the Hendrick guys, and we like Denny, and we like Truex, and maybe Bell. Like there's a chance that he's like fourth or fifth or sixth and still the top forward. So um, I think that's a good call for sure. I think that's I think that's how I would lean there. But yeah, there's not a ton of value. Uh, top Toyota, no interest in Bubba or Gibbs. Or even really Reddick, and these guys are all kind of squished together. I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm that's a stay away from me. Anything there yeah. you like? No, just because I mean, obviously, I would definitely lean like Tyler Reddick, but that's my 2311 love, but not against the, the big dogs at JGR. Uh, top Chevy, Kyle Larson, two to one, Bush, 260, mm. Byron, 275. Bowman sixteen to one. You know, it this is gonna sound gross because you're the one that's on him, but I don't mind that Bowman number. Sixteen yeah. to one. He's won here before. Yeah. Like he's I just wonder to he's me he seems more moved his way near the front a yeah. couple times this year too. But to me, he seems like a guy that if I think he can be the top Chevy, I'd rather bet him to win and bet him top three. 
than Briscoe, who I think can be sixth or seventh and still be top four. That that's a good point. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's that's kind. I'd rather take the risk of him winning, or we, you know, I want to look at top three before we get out of here too, because I think there is uh, a couple numbers I want to look at. But like, no, that's a great point. Top three, Alex Bowman is. Uh, well, I guess he's only nine to one, and he's what is he down here? 16. Sixteen. So actually, I don't hate that. Yeah, but I do think there's a legit shot that. Uh, the top three consists of, say, you know, two JGR guys and mm-hmm. Harvick, or yeah, yeah, and yeah, you know, you could take, you know, say you have, you know, forty bucks you want to spend, maybe put fifteen on him to win the outright, and then twenty five on something else, or however you want to break it down. But you could split your bet a little bit too. Um, sorry, I got I got a vent real quick. How the hell does FanDuel? not have anything other than outrights right now. What in the world is happening? Just, they, I mean, even with, with NASCAR getting as the eye, eyeballs they got last God. week and being, you know, in terms of cable sport being really popular, um, it's still not getting, and we talked about it with Hod Furman. It just, it doesn't make sense. I'm really tempted to throw, I know it's plus 120. I know it's gross. But Truex top three at plus one twenty feels like. <laughs> but what happens if Kyle Larson is just mad at the, at that entire garage and just takes out Truex for the win? Yeah, I mean, the odds of Larson taking him out and him not finishing in the top three. Yeah, I could I could see that. Or would it be better to go top five at like minus 160? Let's see. Let me go over here. Oh, baby. I can get 130 at DraftKings or minus 150. All right. So, gosh, what is happening? The last couple before last week, I was so frugal and very, very safe. I told you I wasn't going to bet anything. My card is now one, three, six, <laughs> not. <a, sighs> All right. So I got a couple that I'm adding here. So William Byron, top five, plus 130 at Caesars. This just means that at the latter part of the week, after we get practice and qualifying, we're going to have to hammer matchups and placements to make up for yep. these uh, poorly decided on wagers. <laughs> I'm happy with my decisions. Maybe they don't work out. Maybe they do, but I'm happy with my decisions. All right. And then the other top five I'm going with, I'm backing up both my outrights. Ryan Blaney, three to one. <coughs> Your betting card is like half my betting card, and I wasn't going to bet anything. What's wrong with me? I have no, like, I, I'm just fucking like the two gun kid out here just firing from Kyle the hip. to go to NASCAR Betters Anonymous. I, I guess so. It's like, calm down, Kyle. You don't have to bet on everything. It's like, That's spray, not true. The, spray the board Sunday. Uh, 
All right. Are we good, Brian? Do you want to recap yeah, no, what I'm, we have? And I'm definitely good. Yeah, okay. I, I can't get any more exposure here. I <laughs> he says with his with his betting card half the size of mine. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have our best bets. We oh my lord! Cards. I know. I told you, I'm not betting anything, and here I am. <laughs> Ross Chastain, small unit play. Ryan Blaney, twenty two to one, small unit play. Alex Bowman top 10 plus 145. Chase Briscoe top 10 2 to 1. Uh, Larson over Truex at plus 115. Chastain over average ass Chase Elliott at plus 100. I have Byron on the pole at 6 to 1. I have Bowman on the pole at 30 to 1. I went Byron over Harvick and then I joined uh, I joined Brian on the tr- uh, the Byron top five because I think he'll be in contention all day long, which means he'll get sixth or seventh, and um, I'll end up <laughs> regretting putting that on there. And a Marty party where he gets top three, I think, is also very, very likely. Um, there's a lot more consistency to this track with the elite options, I feel. Uh, maybe I'll look like a dummy after practice and qualifying, but I'm taking the numbers here. I think those are minus money or close to even by the time uh, we talk on Saturday night. So I am jumping ahead of it, trying to get some value. We'll see what we do. Brian Twining, give the people your, your betting card and your best bet as we sit here Wednesday evening, uh, about 1030 Eastern. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting on two outrights uh, just like Kyle here. I got William Byron. It, to me, he's my favorite value. Look, I love my guy, Ryan Blaney that I have outright 22 to one, but Byron should not be anywhere longer than seven or seven and a half. In my opinion, the two top five bets, I'm backing up my outrights, Byron and Blaney at top five numbers. And then I got three outrights right now. Larson over Martin Truex Jr. Because it's plus money Blaney over Logano, just because of my Logano uh, hatred, I guess you could say. Only in racing, not personally. And then the last one, which I feel is probably the best bet on the board here, and it's going to be my best bet right now as we say here, pre-practice qualifying, William Byron over Kevin Harvick at minus 110 over DK. And I'm going to get a little crazy here, pre-practice, uh, three units. Woo, baby, let's ride. Uh, Brian's best bet, William Byron over Kevin Harvick. I am also going to go with the matchup. I am going to put my money where my mouth is against average ass Chase <laughs> Elliott. I will Love also it. go three units to join you there with Ross, the boss Chastain. That is Brian Twining. I am Kyle Robert. Make sure you are back with us Sunday morning to get ready for the race in Richmond. We are here each and every week, twice a week uh, to help you try and win some money. Follow us, fade us, do what you got to do. But enjoy the rest of your week. Make sure you check out the NASCAR betting preview hosted by Derek Yoder. Make sure you are subscribed to Chris Wormy's YouTube channel where he goes live every Sunday morning and potentially great post-race wrap-ups on Sunday night. So make sure you're subscribed there. That way you know when he goes live. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.